It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Tuesday morning, and you've got Jill Welke to here to do the chores with you. Bob is down at Farm Technology Days. He is going to be the MC for the opening ceremony that's at 9.30 today. And the weather looks great down in Baraboo, so it should be a good time to uh, catch up on all the technical stuff that's happening in the farm industry. Today, we're going to be going through... Talking about Farm Technology Days, we're going to talk about the U.S. meat exporters and Russia stopping the Black Sea trade deal. And we'll also talk some about some fairs. I was down to the Tremplo County Fair, and I've got a little audio to share with you. And we'll go into a little farther on how the beef show placed, because I think that's interesting. But we've got a lot of other stuff to do, and we'll also be hearing from... John Logterman for Logterman's Honeybees. I caught up with them and we talked about, oh, well, we talked about the bees and some of their challenges and kind of the reason they're in the honey business. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to and we better get at it and get going on it. So here we are with some more chores. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our weather for today. For the first time today, we're supposed to be getting up to 81 with mostly sunny skies. Tonight, 58. Tomorrow, 86. Breezy with a chance of rain. We'll hear more from Mike Dandria about that later on in the show. Tomorrow night, 62. Thursday, 79 and breezy. Friday, 82, mostly sunny. Saturday, mostly sunny, 85. And Sunday, 89. Looks like some pretty fantastic days for Country Jam coming up later this week. I'm looking forward to going, and uh, I think it'll looks like some pretty nice weather out there. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We're going to have little music before we get into some more of those chores. This week is a pretty busy week. We've got fairs. We've got the St. Croix County Fair. We've got the Barron County Fair. We've got the La Crosse Interstate Fair starting Thursday and running through Sunday. I don't know. I'm going to try to get out to maybe one or two of them, but we've got Farm Technology Days nestled in there, too, and that's my game plan is to go down on Wednesday and spend some time with my daughter in Portage and then go back on Thursday. But before we talk about all that kind of stuff, we need to get on to our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Iowa's new law that outlaws abortion once a heartbeat is detected is on hold. A judge has granted a request for a temporary injunction just days after it was signed into law. Governor Kim Reynolds says the state will appeal. The Biden administration is defending the Pentagon's policy to reimburse travel expenses for service members who travel out of state for abortions. That is a foundational, sacred obligation of military leaders across the river. And it matters because it says we're invested in you because you are being willing to invest in us. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the policy is critical as one in five members of the military are women. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has held up military promotions in protest of the policy. The White House said the holds are impacting military readiness. 
A blistering heat wave being felt across the southwest is showing no signs of letting up. Phoenix hit 110 degrees Monday for a record-tying 18th consecutive day. Meantime, tens of millions of Americans across several states are under heat advisories, including California and Nevada. Forecasters say record-breaking heat is expected through the middle of the week from Texas to the lower Mississippi Valley. Parents have a new weapon to protect their kids from RSV. Trey Thomas reports. The FDA has okayed the use of the injectable drug Bifortis for at-risk toddlers and infants susceptible to the respiratory illness. It's described as a ready-made antibody that can bind to the virus and stop it from infecting cells. RSV was part of last year's so-called triple-demic, which also included the flu and COVID. I'm Trey Thomas. And the Federal Reserve is eyeing another interest rate hike in September. A July rate hike has been taken for granted for some time, but the Fed's decision for a September raise isn't yet clear. Raising interest rates is thought to be the best way to combat inflation, but it also makes it more expensive to finance a house or car. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 2023 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days is right around the corner. And I've got Angie Horkin. She's Director of Marketing for the Wisconsin Beef Council. And I want to talk a little beef tent for Farm Technology Days. It is July 18th through 20th, and it's down in Suck County. So it's right outside of Baraboo. Um, It's called the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Grounds. Um, Very easy to get to, very easy to navigate. Yeah, and we're going to have a great big beef tent there. So... Any special features in the beef tent this year? Yeah, actually, um, the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, which coordinates the tent, are going to be hosting cattle handling demonstrations. So they'll have some nice cattle handling equipment, um, probably a tub, a working chute facility um, right in the tent, and they're going to do demonstrations each day. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all three days at 10.30 a.m. and 1.15 p.m. What about the rest of the display in the tent? Sure, we're going to have eight different beef breeds, mainly our, you know, the popular breeds here in Wisconsin. Um, and then also Wisconsin Beef Council will be in there. We'll be doing some fun activities. You'll have to stop by and say hi. And then um, there's an Animart West Rubber company coming in um, that'll have a display there. So, But it's always a fun interactive tent. Uh, a lot of producers, beef producers hang out in there. Yeah, you'll have at least eight breed- breeders there to talk about um, cattle genetics and the different breeds. So maybe if you're looking into transitioning from dairy to beef and you don't know what breed you kind of want to look into, might be a great place to come visit one of the days. So yeah, July 18th through 20th down in um, Suck County, right outside of Baraboo. Where in Tent City is the beef tent? So the beef tent is in the far southwest corner of the grounds. We're right on the edge of the grounds. Um, It'll be a large tent, so when you go check in or get in on pay your admission, you'll get a map. But yeah, we're down right in the southwest corner. Well, I look forward to visiting that beef tent at Farm Technology Days. I'm not sure which day I get to go, but it's down in Baraboo. And that was Angie Horkin. She's Director of Marketing for the Wisconsin Beef Council. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a second look at the weather. Today, our high is supposed to be 81 with mostly sunny skies, and tonight, a low of 58. And our temperatures around the area here in Eau Claire, 54. Medford, 47. Rice Lake, 51. 
Wausau 53, Green Bay 56, Marshfield 52, La Crosse 58, Madison 56 and clear, and Milwaukee 61. And Baraboo, right now, they're at 53 degrees and clear, with a high today at 79 down in Baraboo for the first day of Farm Technology Days. We need to get through some more chores, and markets are up next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get rolling with our markets. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash Livestock Choice Fed Beef Steers are 170 to 188 with mixed at 169 and down. Choice Fed Beef Heifers are 170 to 184 with mixed at 169 and down. Choice Fed Holstein Steers are 150 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 149 and down. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 134. Bulls are 108 to 129. Butcher hogs are 45 to 95 with sows at 36 to 43. Boars are 18 to 29. New crop market lambs are 170 to 185. Old crop market lambs are 115 to 155. Feeder lambs are 50 to 190 with a top of 202. Ewes are 47 to 110 with small goats at 20 to 160. Medium goats at 115 to 270. Large goats at 210 to 410. And nanny goats at 15 to 355. We're going to slide on over to our futures markets. Live cattle for August 180.12 down 5 cents for August. For October, 182.25 down 37.5 cents. And December, 185.85 up 7 cents. And our feeder cattle futures. August, 249.25 up to 60. September, 251.42 up to 20. October, 252.35 up 187. And November, 252.12 up 172. And our lean hog carcasses for July. 102.35 up 37.5 cents. August 94.77 down $1.42. October 82.32 down $1.27. And December 75.95 down 40 cents. We'll slide on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for December is at 5.12 up 6 cents. Oats for December is at 4.19 down 2 cents. Soybeans for November are thirteen eighty five up seven cents, and our soybean meal for December is four hundred twelve dollars a ton. That's up three dollars, and wheat for December is at six seventy eight up four cents. And slide on over to our dairy markets barrels one forty and three quarters up one and a half forty pound blocks one forty nine and a half up one and a half cents, and our grade double A butters two fifty six up a penny, and our class three milk futures July. 1383 up 1 cent. August 1531 up 22 cents. September up 19 cents to 1611. And October 1701 down a penny. And November 1758 holding steady. And that market is holding steady through the end of the year. And that's our first look at markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance here at Wax 104.5. Time to get on to more chores. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As I mentioned, I've been going around to fairs, and I was down to the Trempolo County Fair on Friday, and I caught up to a young lady that did a nice job with her hogs, and she also did a great job in the uh, beef show. So we're going to hear a little bit of audio from her, and then I'll tell you a little bit more 
about how she placed with her other stock. Trampolo County Fair, Ring of Champions. I caught up with the one that got to push some pretty nice pigs out and about at the swine show today. Macy Hunger, she's part of the Hill and Hollow Helping Hands 4-H Club. Tell me, what did that judge like about that guilt? He liked her deposition and her length, and he thought she would make beautiful piglets. Is that what her game plan is? Yes, we're going to breed her for next year. And you also came out with a trophy for the Supreme Champion Market Hog. Tell me about him. Well, my hog Tommy won Supreme Champion. Um, the judge really liked his bone and body structure. And what breed is he? He is a crossbred. Do you raise them yourself or do you go out and buy them? We raise our own piglets. When did you decide to pick out this Tommy as your pig? My uncle actually said he really liked this pig. His name is Tom. So I picked him out because my uncle liked him, and then I named him Tommy after him. And do you show at any other shows? Um, I showed the pigs this year at the Ellsworth Jackpot Show. And any other shows going to State Fair or anything with anything? Yes, I will be going to the State Fair with a York Barrow and possibly a Crossbred. And how much experience have you had showing pigs? I've been showing since I was nine years old. And how old are you now? I'm now 14. A lot of shows going under the belt. Congratulations on those Supreme Champion Hogs. Good to see a lot of bacon going across those scales. And that was Macy Hunger. She is part of the Hill and Hollow Helping Hands 4-H Club here at the Trempolo County Fair. And our program is sponsored by Stockman's Farm Supply and Compere Financial. And I'm Jill Welke. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And later on on Friday, Macy showed some beef and she ended up with the champion Angus and the overall champion female and the champion market bred and owned beef. All were shown by Macy Hunger and boy, those, uh, I call them athletes. You know, you're athletes of the kids out there showing those animals they do a fantastic job and it's always great to see another fair and and uh enjoy some conversations and yes i did have a lot of trouble saying where her 4-h club i think i cut it three times before i finally got all those h's all lined up but congratulations to all those athletes out there showing their animals and you know, having a good time, making memories, and learning a lot along the way. But we better get through some more chores. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's 19 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. And today is the start of Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's 2023 theme, Full Steam Ahead. This year, you've got... This year's event will be held by Baraboo at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club grounds. Opening ceremony starts at 9.30 this morning, and Bob is the MC. The three-day event features over 500 exhibitors, food trucks, youth activities, and six different off-site farm tours. Tickets for those farm tours must have been reserved before the show, with buses leaving on the tours at 9.30 and 12.30 each day. Wisconsin's world-class agricultural show was started back in 1954. Show hours are 9 to 4 each day. And we better slide on over, do a few more chores. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Tiny pollinators, they're on everybody's lips sometimes, hopefully not directly on the lips. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. And I was lucky enough to catch up with Jonathan Logderman. He is on the executive board for the Wisconsin Honey Producers, and he's also on the board of directors for the American Honey Producers Association. So you must know what's going on with those little bees an awful lot. It always seems that people talk about the pollinators and keeping them fed in May and talking about no mow May. Tell me about the flower availability in May. I mean, do we need to mow our lawns or can we let them grow? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. Um, there's probably a lot of people that would rather not mow their yards, so it uh, it kind of plays both ways. But uh, the reality of the, the the situation with the no mow may is that it uh, brings awareness to the pollinators and that they need flowers and whatnot uh, to survive with uh, the pollen and the nectar. That time of year here in Wisconsin, there's a abundance of dandelions available. Um, so it, it does help bringing the awareness that the, the bees and pollinators need um, food. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there's also an abundance of uh, pollen and flowers that time of year. So if you choose not to uh, mow your yard and participate in that, that's great. Um, and if you decide to mow your yard, you know, that's fine, too, because there's um, plenty of stuff out there for the, the pollinators that time of year. It's just basically the time of the season. The flowers are out, right? Yep, and they're starting to come out, and all the trees are starting to bloom, and fruit trees blooming that time of year. So um, there really is a, a lot of availability. Um, what I like to tell people is, you know, if they really want to help the pollinators out, start to plant um, different species of flowers in their on their property or in their yard that would bloom at different times throughout the summer. And we really need a lot more uh, availability of flowers that would produce nectar and pollen on the late, you know, August and September of the year to help with um, the fall buildup for overwintering. And I've seen some programs where they start pollinator gardens. Is that something that's really become popular in the state? Yeah, I think it's taken off. There's been programs. There's even um, with the NRCS, um, there's some programs out there if there's funding available um, to plant uh, pollinator habitat plots um, in rural or even in in the municipalities, and that really helps out. It doesn't take a lot um, to make a difference. So if everybody just does a little, it, it ends up, you know, accumulating. It'll be a big, big help, you know, moving forward. I'm going to take a little more personal look at where you put your hives. First of all, how many hives do you have out there? Uh, yeah, this year we're running 1,500. Um, we're a multi-state operation. We're based out of Osseo. Um, and then we winter our bees down in South Mississippi uh, by Lumberton for winter pollination, um, we go to uh, California and pollinate the almonds. Um, so, you know, this year we brought up 1,500 colonies, and we're right now in uh, honey production. I just got done putting on the last of the honey supers today, and hopefully in about three weeks we'll go out and see some uh, boxes full of honey and start pulling honey. 
And as you have all these different spots for your honey, how do you make that choice for where you're going to put them? There's a balancing act in it. We get approached by a lot of different landowners that want the bees on their property. And then it becomes a couple things. As we've gotten bigger, our trucks and stuff that we need to do the work have gotten bigger. So we have to have access into the property and it has to be a viable location for us to get around. And then secondly, we typically drive mile around the property um, on the roads just to kind of get a feel for what available flowers that there will be throughout the year. Um, just to kind of have an idea. Uh, there's no one perfect spot to put bees, but at the same time, we like to try to maximize our opportunity with flowering plants that go from May to September. And here in Osseo at Logdraman Honey LLC, do you process from start to finish? Yeah, so we um, take the honey off the hives in uh, September and store everything in uh, 55 gallon drums here. And then we do do our own packing of honey and it's sold in the uh, local grocery stores and whatnot in the community. And then we do supply uh, other packers or small beekeepers or whatnot that need honey um, in five gallon buckets or 55 gallon barrels. There's always challenges in agriculture. Tell me what some of those challenges are, be it the weather or the pests. Yeah, so the weather always plays a role in, um, in honey production or even pollination. This past year out in California was almost like a disaster due to the flooding and all the rain, and it was cold out there. Um, it was bad coming in and then bad coming out. We actually were having a hard time getting the last semi-loads of bees shipped out, and it was getting to the point that I was going to say, just leave what you can't get out of the mud send the semi, and we'll figure out how to get the rest of those bees back to Wisconsin. Um, so that played a role in um, what took place early season, and that affected not just us, but a lot of other beekeepers across the country with getting uh, replacement bees in Queens because uh, California is actually, you know, the engine because they that's the first bloom of the year where all the pollinators are at for the almonds. Um, so a problem out there is just a ripple effect through the rest of the country. And then this year up here with honey production, it's the the rains have been spotty. We were wet to begin with, and then we got that we really dried out, which was okay early on. But then now the rains have been spotty, and we can actually see that in the level or the amount of honey that we have at the different locations, depending on where they're at when the rain hit. And we talked weather, but what about the pests? What kind of challenges do you have with those? The parasite, the varroa mite, is still you know out there, and it just appears that the levels of that of infestation in your colonies, you have to really have that under control at lower levels um, than what it used to be. And then they're obviously carrying viruses and, and that type of stuff, and they transmit that to the bees, and that's playing a, a role in the health and struggle of um, the longevity of the bee. Um, people don't realize that... Uh, you know, the bees in the summer, if they, you know, last 50 days, um, if you lose a few days of that, um, those last days of uh, life for the bee, they're the foraging uh, days. So that plays a role in pollen and nectar coming back into the colony. Um, so there, there's always a challenge. There's always something new coming. Um, but, you know, we just kind of roll with it. And, and I read an article about 
beekeepers having trouble keeping their hives going and the normal loss from season to season. Can you give me kind of a baseline of what a normal loss is? Yeah, it it depends. Uh, the commercial beekeepers, um, you know, if they're not fixing their colonies throughout the year, uh, 50% loss could pop, you know, be a reality. Um, we've had years where we've lost 25% of our colonies and thought that was really good. But at the same time, sometimes the loss number isn't telling the whole truth because maybe that year that we did the 25% loss, we had a percentage of those colonies that weren't really productive either. So, you know, technically you should have probably called them a loss because there was nothing to work with when we got back to spring. So, you know, 35 to 50%. Yeah. I, I think that's a realistic uh, number. And I think the, the surveys really say that, it's, you know, just that we're able to make up bees in the spring to, you know, bring the, the colony, colony counts back up. Um, and so our numbers don't really fluctuate year over year, but the loss number fluctuates. Well, I always find it interesting when I get to talk about bees and man alive, you know, you, you, I've never known all the management that goes into keeping those bees alive and keeping those keeping that honey flowing and uh, but we need to move on to the next gig we've got to hear from Rocky from Premier Livestock but we've got to get a few more chores done For those who work in acres not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And right on cue, I've got a phone call from Rocky Olson and Premier Livestock. It's kind of quiet over your way, I'm betting. Right now it is. Yeah. For, <laughs> via, via the weather and, I mean, it just seems like it was pretty quiet when I came out the house this morning. Yeah, cold this morning. We got 48 here this morning. Oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> But it's better than uh, 38, and I'm I'm good with that. Still some growing weather, but what's been happening in the markets? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday Monday's auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold over 1,300 head yesterday. Fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers 148 to 162.50. Selected low choice 130 to 147. Choice beef steers and heifers up to a dollar 78. Market cows high yielding from 105 to 130. Many 83 to 104. High yielding market bulls from a dollar to a dollar 25. Your lower yielding bulls. 99 and down. Organic market cows high yielding from $1.25 to $1.60. Newborn Holstein bull calves uh, mostly from 175 to 340 per head. Your beef cross calves from 250 to 520. Holstein heifer calves up to 240. Today, Tuesday, we've got our special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow and beef breeding bull auction. Uh, we're expecting six to 700 head of feeder cattle. If you're bringing bred beef cows, make sure you got them in by 9 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, got our dairy cattle auction, got a feature consignment of 60 registered brown Swiss milk and two-year-olds. Uh, they're all part of our freestyle, very nice pictures of those Swiss online, and we got all the pedigrees on our website as well. Uh, Kemper Farms got a full load of 25 fresh two- and three-year-olds part of the freestyle, plus uh, many reputation loads of fresh cows. Todd Stanick also has a load of fancy registered top-end deep pedigreed young Holstein cows. Full details with, uh, with a bunch of pictures on our website at Premier Live. 
LivestockAndAuctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. And don't forget, Large Farm Equipment Auction will be coming up August 25th. If you got those consignments, make sure you get them in. Uh, it takes us some time to get everything pictured and uh, get them advertised in the papers. Uh, so we've got plenty of time for you guys to bring it, guys, because we're taking in equipment six days a week. So bring in that equipment, regular business hours. Any questions, give us a call. And uh, that's the way it shaped up, Joe. Well, and with this next uh, auction, farm machinery auction, are you having the buy before auction option again? We are. We are actually got a. We got quite a bit of equipment on there right now that uh, you can buy before the auction. And if there's anything on that listing, we do have a section on our website for that. Buy it now, and uh, you can still get on that for the next couple of weeks. And then that stuff will be flipped right into the auction. So, yeah. Well, I think it's always good to have that option, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. For sure. For uh-huh. sure. Absolutely. Well, you have yourself a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And, boy, stuff keeps hopping over there, and I'm pretty sure it's hopping in the newsroom, too, with Mike. Are you back into... Well, maybe Mike's not ready for us. Oh, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't know if there was a little bit more to say. <laughs> well, sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. That is very true. But uh, you know, there's there's a lot to say about uh, this month because it's been a little cooler than average. Believe it or not, we've had our hot days, of course. But as we know, July can bring really bring the heat. But in this case, so today will be a little closer to average as we'll have more sunshine in the early going. A few clouds later this afternoon and highs right around 80. But some more clouds will start to stream in tonight and that'll actually keep us on the warmer side as we dip to the upper 50s. Now as far as tomorrow, we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun early on, but then we'll have chances at showers and storms into the afternoon. This comes as a front moves through, but out ahead of that front, we'll have our temperatures warming up to the mid-80s. Then going into tomorrow night and into Thursday, we'll have some lingering showers. Thursday will be on the cooler side, warming to the upper 70s. Staying in the upper 50s Thursday night into Friday, and we'll have more sunshine on Friday, too, with highs in the low to mid-80s. We stay in the mid-80s through the weekend, and then looking ahead at Monday, we continue this warm-up. We'll be a little closer to 90, so we'll see that heat that July can sometimes bring our area. But otherwise, we have a mostly clear start to the morning and a temperature of 54 degrees in Eau Claire. It actually sounds like really good weather for Country Jam. I would have to say so, especially with that sunshine on Friday, you know, with Lee Bryce playing. That's who I'm excited to see. So I'm just excited to go in general. But, yeah, Lee Bryce, my favorite artist. So, Well, maybe we'll see you there. All right. We'll see you there, Jill. All right. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13 with our TV13 weather, sponsored by Chilson Weather, or Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We need to get through some more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, Morgan McCarthy is in the house, and we're going to hear of some local news. 
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. More information now and a woman whose death is under investigation in Eau Claire County has been identified as 77-year-old Diane Berthold. The Eau Claire County Sheriff's Office says right now her death, well considered suspicious, appears to be an isolated incident and poses no threat to the community. Deputies had responded to the home on McElroy Court in the town of Washington last Thursday night where they found her body. Also an 81-year-old man who was in need of medical care. More information on this update online, 715newsroom.com. Well, construction on the main parking lots in Eau Claire County Government Center has begun. So if you're headed downtown, just a heads up there. Going to work on that probably through the end of the month. That work is focused on parking lots A and B of the Government Center and will result in the closing of Oxford Avenue between Grand Avenue and Lake Street during construction. So if that hiccups your travel or commute, just a little bit of an orange cone heads up. Well, we're downtown. We'll unpack those suitcases for a while and stay as uh, travel writers are doing that. An estimated 300 travel bloggers in a conference in our area now known as the 2023 North American America TBX. Eau Claire is in good company. The annual event has been held in Greece, New York City, and Spain, but Eau Claire was the top choice this year. So welcome to everybody in our area for that event. And if you happen to travel to walk the Midway, you weren't alone. 114,000 people attended the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, which did set a new record and generated millions for the local economy. Chamber of Commerce say the fair provides a big economic impact for the region every year. Well, student athletes would uh, have to play on a team that aligns with their biological sex under a bill that GOP lawmakers in Madison have reintroduced. The first version of the bill, called the Save Women's Sports Act, failed to pass last year. A closer look at the political scene sees some Democratic lawmakers opposing the measure, saying it will only subject trans youth to more bullying and exclusion, but showing you different sides so you can decide. Republican State Representative Barbara Didrick says the bill would prevent women's sports from being lost to biological males. And what if your sport is swimming? Can you do it in a Speedo? It's true that fashion comes back around. The Speedo is making a return across the globe. Sales are up 200% in Europe, the Middle East, even Africa, up 54% right here in the U.S. Fashion houses Prada and Dior say the micro swimsuits are a natural progression in men's swimwear since shorts are starting to get shorter. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Yeah, but for the barn, we keep it closer to the Carhartts and Bibbs. <laughs> Have to go do those chores a week with Jill Welke in your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Northside Elevator sponsors our second look at some farm news, but their cash price for their corn in Loyal is at $5.24 with soybeans at $14.61. And in Arcadia for Northside Elevator, they're sitting at $5.31 for corn and $14.73 for soybeans. And U.S. Meat Exporters Connect with Prospective Customers. The U.S. Meat Export Federation just completed its Latin American Products Showcase in Colombia. U.S. companies had the opportunity to connect with 220 beef importers from Central and South America and the Caribbean. Importers had the opportunity to meet with many suppliers of U.S. beef and pork in a single location to see the selection of high-quality products available to them. The Latin American Product Showcase was made possible through support from the USDA USDA Market Access Program, the Beef Checkoff Program, Nebraska Beef Council, Texas Beef Council, United Soybean Board, Illinois Soybean Association, and Indiana Soybean Alliance. And that's a little more farm news sponsored by Northside Elevator. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be sliding over to our markets. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is quarter to five here at Wax 104. Excuse me. It's quarter to six here at Wax 104.5. 54 degrees out there. And before we get over those markets, I'm going to mention some field days. There's a poultry litter nitrogen study field day. Tomorrow from 10 till noon at Matchy Road in Independence. And they're going to have some speakers and, you know, learn more about the value of spreading poultry litter on the fields. And we also have the Regional Casual Agronomy Field Day that's put on by UW-Madison Extension Offices of Chippewa Dunn in Eau Claire County. And that is tomorrow, July 19th from 1 till 3 at the Chippewa County Farm Plots. And now we need to slide on down to Sparta Equity and hear from Hutt, Eamon, and what the markets did yesterday. Fed cattle signed steady today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers 177 to 185. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 161 to 176. The beef and dairy cross steers 155 to 180. The higher than choice Holstein steers 154 to 160 with the top of 163. Choice and select Holstein steers 143 to 153 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 97 to 142. Cow market steady with a quality beef slaughter cows $1.5 to $1.25. The highland cows $1 to $1.15. The cutters and utilities 84 to 99 with the lower yielding and canner cows 30 to 83 cents a pound. Organic market today with the results from the July 17th sale with a slightly lower market with the highland organic cows 145 to 170. The thin and small organic cows 109 to 144 with the organic steers and heifers 165 to 180. Bull steady, most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen with a top of one eighteen and a half. A thin, full, and bulls over ton discount at ninety nine cents and down. Calves sold by the pound with the steady to lower market with the quality Holstein bull calves one seventy five to two seventy five. The quality Holstein heifer calves eighty to one eighty. Quality beef bulls four seventy five to six twenty five. The quality beef heifers four fifty to six dollars with the light and poor quality calves. Ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday. July 19th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised, we've got some more markets. We've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. You were telling me it was kind of hard to get out of bed this morning, huh? Yeah, Jill, good morning. Nice sleeping weather, 51 degrees. You open up the windows a little bit, and, man, just uh, just nice weather. You know, it's uh, much more tolerable than those uh, days that we had 90 and with 90% humidity and all that stuff. But, anyway, it don't really look like that's on the horizon. So weather is good for cattle, weather is good for people, and... Uh, I know a few places got a little bit of rain yesterday. There was all these little scattered little, we just got some sprinkles here. But uh, uh, so definitely a lot of stuff being done, but we certainly could use some more rain. I don't know. How's it down by you? It's We got just a little sprinkles yesterday afternoon. I had clothes on the line. I left them there, so it blew out of them again. So. But uh, we've been, I've been missing out on a little bit of rain, but... Crops look really good. I was down in Tremplow County, and those crops look really good all the way down that way. But uh, we better hear about the markets did yesterday. 
Yeah, we better do that. Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, a very busy Monday here again here at Equity Stratford yesterday. On the cow market, the conventional cows here yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows in yesterday's auction. Uh, we're selling from 103 up to 127. Uh, most of the cows yesterday are selling between 82 and 102. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, 78 and below. Uh, organic market will sell those today on the bull trade. Uh, better quality bulls, uh, mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar fifteen. On the calf market yesterday, again a big run of calves here at Equity Stratford yesterday. A uh, good quality ninety-two hundred and thirty-pound Holstein bull calves selling from one fifty to three fifty, up to three seventy-five on the top end of the bull calves. A uh, good demand on the heifer calves yesterday from seventy-five up to two hundred five. Uh, lighter weight heifer calves, mostly 70 and below. Beef calves yesterday, good quality beef calves, selling from 300 to 550. We did top at 585 on the beef, uh, black Angus beef calves yesterday's auction. And we are at Tuesday here, at a uh, busy day here at Stratford this morning. We get started this morning at 10 o'clock. Hay and bedding auction. Folks, we got a large, large amount of hay for you folks today. So if you're looking, we have large squares of second crop, large squares of first crop. Got a lot of round bales of first crop. So if you're looking for some hay, uh, be here today at 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction today. And as I mentioned, we also sell organic cattle today, including organic cows and organic steers, heifers, and bulls, uh, conventional dairy, uh, conventional market cows to follow the organics. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, full marketing day on Wednesday, including market cattle, fed cattle, sheep, hogs, and goats. Feeder cattle sale tomorrow. We got a big feeder cattle sale uh, lined up. Uh, 12:30 start time for that feeder sale. One owner consignment. Uh, we do have 30 black beef cows. Like I said, a one owner consignment. Very good quality black cows. Uh, a lot of good quality replacement cows, of course, in this uh, group. So, and also the calves are all coming along too. They're going to weigh from about two to four hundred. So. A one-owner consignment of over, over 60 head along with the rest of the feeder cattle. So if you folks are in the beef business or you're looking for some good black Angus cows, we'll have those tomorrow. Again, that will be a 12.30 start. Our Thursday auction does start at 11. So, again, we've got cattle to consign, folks. Let us know so we can advertise them for you. 687-4101 is our phone number. Jill, that's what we have. Uh, we'll send her back to you. You enjoy the day. And uh, you going to be at the controls tomorrow, or is Bob going to be back? Well... I'm. <laughs> I think Bob will be back, but he said I'll let you know for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, uh, I, if I was you, I'd plan on being there. <laughs> well, I'll write the script because I oh. usually do for the next day anyway. Okay. But I think he was coming back today, either today, this afternoon, or tonight, and and well. I suppose he's got a big, long speech set up for the opening of the of the farm show today, huh? I have no idea. That's not my department. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, all right. You guys have a nice day and uh, good weather coming up. So, folks, enjoy it, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on what's going on today. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford with some more highlights of the market. And we've got a few more chores to do, and then we'll take one last look at the markets that we have here. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got one last look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade. December corn is at 512, up 6 cents. December oats, 419, down 2 cents. November soybeans, thirteen eighty-five, up seven cents, and December wheat, six seventy-eight, up four cents. And our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corns at five eleven, with soybeans at fourteen seventy-six, and Baldwin 
481 for corn, 1415 for soybeans. Durand, 486 for corn and 14, Durand and Mondovi, 486 for corn and 1415 for soybeans. Elmwood, 491 and 1415. Fall Creek, 466 and 1405. Osseo, 496 and 1420. Elk Mound, 514 for the corn and 1461 for the beans. Ellsworth, 466 for corn and 1405 for beans. Northside Elevator, loyal location, 524 for corn and 1461 for beans. And Arcadia, uh, for Northside Elevator, Arcadia is 531 and 1473. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville, 536 and Stanley, 511, New Richmond, 506, and rolling on over to our butter and cheese markets. Barrels, 140 and three quarters, up one and a half. 40 pound blocks, 149 and a half, up one and a half. Gray double A butter, 256, up a penny. And class three milk futures for July, 1383, up a penny. August, 1531, up 22 cents. September, 1611, up 19 cents. October, down a penny to 1701. And November, 1758, and holding steady. And looking like it's steady through the end of the year. We've got a little bit more chores to do, but I'm going to sign off. That's what I have for you for the farm show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. And we're going to do one last look at the weather. Today, 81, mostly sunny. Tonight, 58. Tomorrow, 86, breezy with a slight chance of showers. Tomorrow night, 62. Thursday, 79. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the 80s with a lot of sun. Just in time for Country Jam. And that's what we have for our farm show this morning. I'm going to sign off with you. And remember, it's always a good day when it's a good day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.